Gary Boyle joining us this morning, the backyard astronomer. Hi, Gary. How you doing? Good morning, Jay Lynn. Doing very well. Thank you. Okay. And I'm going to blame you then. I'm not blaming Jay Lynn. It's your fault. <laughs> you got to blame someone. Why not me? Okay, yeah, so sure tell, us, tell us what, what, what that song has to do with our conversation this morning. Well, back in the early 70s when John Denver was attending a camping trip with his family up in Aspen, Colorado, it was during the Persian meteor shower. And seeing the meteors, um, it must have been a very clear night, especially in, in, in the mountains, like close where you are too. And uh, just an awesome night that it inspired him to, to pen these lyrics. I've seen it written far in the sky. The shadow from the starlight is softer than lullaby. Mm. So really it's, it's awe-inspiring if people have never seen a true meteor shower in, in the country like this. And the Perseids are always good for about 60 to 80 meteors per hour. And this year, no moon will interfere. You'll be out in the country, hopefully. Do not trespass <laughs> on people's lands. Yes. And you'll uh, listen to fr- frogs and crickets and watch fireflies. Uh, it's uh, The Perseid meteor shower, is uh, is it due 12th and 13th? That's the, the peak of it? That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's the most bugs on the windshield sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shower is actually occurring from the middle of July to the 1st of September, but yet the peak will be this weekend. And here by your weather forecast, oh. you're going to have nice clear skies. They're calling for the thunderstorms over here in Ontario. Okay, ah. so the night of August 12th into the morning of the 13th. So uh, let's. Uh, what, what, what causes this meteor shower? Well, meteor showers, or really, they're shooting stars that people see walking the dog or taking a stroll at night, just your typical shooting star. But meteor showers occur when the Earth plows through the dusty debris of comets. In this case, it's Comet Swift-Tuttle that last passed in 1992 in its 133-year orbit around the sun. <laughs> but, and, but when the comet comes close enough to the sun, uh, past the Earth, a lot of debris from the comet, the, the grit, the sand, the gravel lingers in space it makes that beautiful dust tail and as geometry would have it as the car rounds the oval of um, uh, race racetrack and across the finish line we plow through the debris as we cross the finish line in this case the dusty debris of the comet you know it's funny because i always think of uh, the meteor shower arriving at earth but in fact it's earth arriving to where the meteor shower is created that's that, that's correct. Yeah, we're uh, we, we go through it once once every year. Or so and different meteor showers have different speeds depending on the the angle that we hit the debris. So in this case, the uh, little meteoroids are hitting the Earth at about sixty kilometers per second. Wow. So, Gary, last year, my husband and I uh, went out and camped out in the backyard because we kind of live on the edge of town, and it was uh, it was dark out there. And we grabbed the the chairs and laid out in the in the in the field that is our yard, and uh, has no no comment on his grass cutting experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we sat there and we we tried to watch uh, for the for the meteors, and we weren't sure if we were watching catching meteors. Or satellites. <laughs> we weren't 100% sure at times. What are we looking for? Well, like I said, shooting stars and they zip, zip across the sky with fractions of a second. But you'll still see them, especially the brighter ones. A satellite will slowly move across the sky, taking as uh, in the International Space Station, but four minutes to, um, to move across the sky from horizon to horizon. So if it's a slow moving, it's a satellite. If it's a quick dash in the sky, a shooting star is definitely a meteor. And uh, patience is a virtue, and always it's best 
if more people can attend in a group, it's on the weekend, it's perfect timing, and set up chairs or orient yourself in different locations because they zip in the sky in all directions, north, south, east to west, above. So you could be looking east and something will happen west and, and <laughs> vice versa. Um, will, will the moon interfere? Because sometimes the, the bright light from a, from a moon can can sort of mess up your visuals a little bit. But we, it's a little while ago we had the full moon. A couple of was it a week and a half ago? Mm. So where are we at? Will that have any uh, any impact? No, the, uh, no. It's a wonderful year for the moon. Uh, it will not interfere. In fact, the eight percent little thumbnail crescent moon will only rise around three a.m. local Perfect. time. So if you don't see meteors, it's not the moon, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So the night of August 12th into the morning of the 13th uh, is kind of is the peak. So that is when you want to be out there checking things out. But the, the meteor shower does run through to September 1st. Uh, Gary, is there anything else coming up in the coming months or I guess maybe the coming weeks that we should be keeping our eyes on as well in the uh, in the sky? Well, just a wonderful time to be stargazing the lovely Milky Way, which you'll be staring at, waiting for these meteors to zip in the sky. is beautifully overhead now all night long, and that's part of our uh, our Milky Way galaxy. People always um, uh, boast that they they stayed in a five-star hotel. Well, you'll be under a five billion star hotel <laughs> under under the Milky Way. Can, can so, you yeah, see? All, all, yeah, for for the rest of summer in October, there are two eclipses coming up. We're going to have a an annual solar eclipse in the beginning of August, uh, October that is, and then on the twenty eighth, um, a partial lunar eclipse. But uh, we'll talk about more uh, when the time comes on that. Uh, when you're talking about the Milky Way, can you really recognize it with uh, with a naked eye? Does it have to, or do you have to be really in a, in a place with no light in order to, to see something, or do you need a telescope or a, a long exposure camera? How, what's the best way of trying to, to see that? No, the Milky Way is visible naked eye, but you must be out in the countryside, just away from city lights on a moonless night, nothing to really make that sky glow. But you'll see this band in the sky, that uh, the uh, that comes from the early Latin um, uh, called Via Lactea or the Road of Milk, which we now call the Milky Way. But no, once your eyes dark adapt, you'll see it running from the south up to the northwest through Cassiopeia and through Perseus. Think for the Perseus uh, Perseid meteor shower. Uh, yeah, it's quite evident once you uh, get dark adapted, and uh, many cell phone apps will show you where the planets are, which will you'll even have Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, looking at um, throughout the night, and I'll show you where the Milky Way is. You're not sure, but it'll, it'll just look overhead and see this band in the sky. That's star glow. Couple more quick ones for you. Another super moon. <laughs> I mentioned the full moon a while ago. That was a super moon. Now we're going to have uh, a blue moon. So two in the month of August and a super moon as well in the, the latter part of this month. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, super moon, so-called super moon. Uh, the term was coined in 1979 by an astrologer. Is supposed to be the the, uh, the combination of the full moon being closest to the Earth mm-hmm. because the moon has a variance in its orbit around our planet by fifty thousand degrees, uh, fifty thousand uh, kilometers. So, yeah, the second full moon of the same month is the blue moon, which will be on the thirtieth. And um, yeah, then another closest to the Earth, but not all full moons are close to the Earth. Sometimes 
a new move that's close, close to the Earth or first quarter. So just really coincides and happens three, four times a year. Yeah. Uh, and one more. How, how does this, <laughs> I like this stuff. Perseid meteor shower, is it the best of the meteor showers in the year? Where does it rank? Uh, what's its ranking in the national rankings? <clears throat> the, the, well, that's a trick question because <laughs> the, one of the best ones are the Geminids, mm-hmm. which uh, produce about 120 meteors per hour, some bright fireballs. But December 13th, 14th, and we know that what well, that means, cold winter conditions. So at least we have summer summertime conditions now, which people can lay out as you do, Jalen, out in the uh, unmowed uh, countryside where, where, where you live. And um, just look up, but come winter time, you'll be uh, laying out in the snow. So <laughs> the, the second half of any year has better meteor showers, but any time, to look at a meteor shower, winter, sum, winter, spring, summer, fall is always best. All right. Gary Boyle joining us this morning. Always great to talk with you. Thank you for this. Thank you, Jalen. Take yeah. care. Clear skies.